and we're recording. So today's guest is Bill Armstrong. Uh, Bill Armstrong and his wife, Sharon, correct? Sharla. Sharla. S-H- yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So Bill and Sharla are the owners and founders of Mead Hall Range. And Mead Hall Range is, I'm telling you, it's a gorgeous range. Um, and uh, Bill and Shara are some of the best hosts that I've ever encountered as far as Sharla, you know, actually. Sharla. S- S H A R L A. I'm going to write that down. Okay. So, Sharla. S H A R L A. Yes. I don't know how I messed that up. I'm, I'm, I apologize. Lots of, lots of people do. It's, an, it's a different name for sure. I can relate. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's a sweet woman. She's great. And, um, and she makes cookie bars. <laughs> she, makes, she makes excellent cookie bars. So <laughs> like one of the reasons why um, I'm so enthusiastic about this is because um, I'm like, you know what? I'm actually kind of getting a little bit ahead of myself. Um, yeah. So let's see. Um, I am getting a little ahead of myself. So Bill, <laughs> also a Marine Corps veteran and we'll yep. click. So Bill, once again, thanks so much for coming on today, man. No problem at all, bud. Happy to be here. Thank you. So, yeah. So let's get to those cookie bars, right? <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I first met Bill when, um, I went to Mead Hall range to, to take the uh, range master, uh, the range master master instructor certification course. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of really, really awesome shooters. I'm talking like a lot of these guys. They own ranges of their own, and they came here and they were impressed. They were wild. Um, so, you know, and Charlotte, you did some really good shooting too, bud. I wasn't <laughs> the only one. So I shot that class with iron sights because I wanted to prove some stuff to myself. I want to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of try some stuff out, but you know, I usually shoot optics. So, right. you know, so, you know, if I shot optics, I probably would have shot a little bit better, but you know, I do appreciate it. I was able to hang with, with some of those guys. Um, and that, you're shooters, right. There were some good shooters in that class. Great shooters. So, mm-hmm. so let's talk about your range because it is phenomenal. Um, I'm talking like, so the classroom was air conditioned it was gigantic um how big is the classroom again the classroom itself is 28 by 34 uh the walls also are not actually um pl- they're not actually drywall they're half inch plywood so in case i have a combatives class in here it's not as easy to go punching holes through my walls uh, and actually i'll tell you what if you like Oh, oh my gosh. So you're there, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're in the classroom. That is awesome. I am. That is incredible. So Yeah, it's 28 by 34. Yeah. And, um, and uh, full right service now it's kitchen. set up. Yep. Right now it's set up actually for combatives class. I need to reconfigure. Uh, it was set up for Cecil. And unfortunately, that class didn't make this year. So. Okay. So I'm sure he's just as broken up about that as you are. Yes, because so. he likes Brahms. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I made him some freeze-dried uh, butter pecan Brahms ice cream, too. He was, he was unhappy that he did not get out here for that. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that Bill is really, really good at is just not just taking care of instructors, but primarily taking care of students. So the restrooms in the classroom and on the range are spick and span. They're gorgeous. You could eat off the floor. Yeah. You, you know, there's the kitchen. Inside you could, the I, I would amazing. recommend it just in general. <laughs> I mean, it is still a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the kitchen is fantastic. Uh, there's a nice little like coffee, closet right there that a little coffee yep. sitter where you know you can you can mix up some joe um man it was good stuff and then also when you get down to the range uh there's actual a no kidding restroom there as well not just porta johns or you know there's not a hole in the ground or anything like that it's an actual right. restroom that's air conditioned down there as well right mm-hmm. that's correct and i that's use that does that design for the restrooms up here at the classroom and I did some very specific design choices with those, like 
making the stalls a little bit longer and a little bit wider so that as one of the, I asked some ladies before I designed those. And this, one of the things I got was, well, I don't like being crammed in there and I don't like having to stand over the toilet to open the door. And so I actually did some asking before I designed the bathrooms and incorporated that stuff in there. And there is, it is a bathroom. There is running water down there, et cetera. Fantastic. So the range itself. So how far, how, well, how long is that range? Because when we shot it, it was a pistol class. Right. It's much longer though, right? I'm- yeah. So I can go out to 300. I've got platforms at the 200 and 300. Uh, technically, if you go all the way to the fence, you're looking at about 315. So, um, and then also another thing about the classroom, one thing that kind of wowed me personally, and it also wowed some of the other, some of the other guys in the class. Um, there's also a smokeless range in there. Yes. Like you have, you have like the laser ammo guns. How many different guns do you have? I think you had at least um, 10, right? Uh, well, I've got, uh, I've got a Glock 17. I've got a slightly different one that uh, is very similar to the 17, but has optics on it. Uh, but it's technically a, a slightly different one. Two 19s, one with optics, one without a, uh, you can actually take your airsoft gun. And I've got a little deal that would let you put what's called a spider on the rail. And for example, you know, I ordered myself a uh, M and P airsoft gun so that I can put that spider on and be able to use an M and P. Cause that's what I, what I carry. Yeah. Uh, I've got an AR for it and that one does have the giggle switch, but, you know, you go through a lot of gas with the giggle switch. And <laughs> I also have a shell adapter. So you can actually run a pump shotgun on the smokeless range. And That's I've set some stuff up for that. Uh, and so I've got. Guns are guns that are, all these guns are guns that are on the smokeless range. They right. are basically airsoft guns that have a little laser inside. Mm-hmm. And you shoot those at a screen and it looks like a video game. Uh, it looks, yeah, I mean, it looks somewhat similar to a video game. Uh, these these do have recoil. So, you know, you have to have your grip and your uh, and and be able to deal with recoil. And it's not as strong as, a, as a, the real thing, right? But especially for newer shooters or when you're working on something, when you're working on changing something, being able to not have that big bang allows you to focus on those pieces that you need to, right? And it's also entirely safe. There's literally no way anything can come out of the barrel. So you can have an instructor be able to get slightly in front of you and see what you're doing, see what your eyes are doing, that kind of stuff. Uh, And there's a lot of fun stuff on there. I mean, there's a a zombie shoot thing, that they brought out for like a Halloween extra. That <laughs> is a lot of fun. Right. Uh, but the, the thing about it is, is that there's a whole lot of stuff there that is hard to do on a regular range, uh, movement, transition, uh, tracking stuff like that. And that's just in the, in the base module. And then you get into open range, which is where you can create your own stuff. You can, I've got a replica of test nine from Rogers on there. I've got uh, multiple stuff like the test, super test, different stuff. Uh, Tim Heron, you know, I got Tim Heron in here and he did, we set up so that you can do his uh, distance, his uh, throttling drill on there. And it's not costing you a ton of cash. Now, yeah, there's a, cost to, for example, somebody wants to book the smokeless range uh, just to, to run some, but okay, if you're doing, for example, moving targets, or you're doing something that's high volume, how much are you going to spend, even if you could find that somewhere, how much are you going to spend in ammo and stuff like that? Because you know how people start going a little overboard. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> Myself I mean, and I've, yeah, I mean, I've got a mover down there and I've seen guys blow through just in 
two full iterations, you know, back and forth, right? Two full iterations go through like four mags, like standard size mags, right? And so how much, how much ammo are you spending there, right? Uh, being able to, you know, I've got one that I created specifically for making people think when something comes up. So every target that comes up has a different number of rounds that it takes to put it down. Right. Mm. So if you're a blow and go guy, you're still going to get misses because you're just pumping rounds down. If you're a, Oh, I'm just gonna, uh, one every second or so you're going to have targets start stacking up on you, that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, there's a tactical targets module. I think you saw this one that you're going through. It's an on rails kind of thing where you're going through and targets will pop up. You have to, there's shoots and no shoots and you have to actually identify those. Otherwise you're not getting the good score. Right. Yeah. And they added a deal to that where it now randomizes how many uh, rounds it takes to put them down between one and three. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that is cool. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's the scenario module, which I believe you saw, correct? Yeah, there's a couple of different okay. scenarios. Yeah. Right. So they've greatly expanded that. They've also made it to where there's an add-on for that, that I can actually run that so you from a different monitor so you don't see what's getting chosen. And it has a deal in there to where it randomizes between one and three for how many shots it takes to put something down. And I've got something called the gunshot box that I've added recently that if someone is directly shooting at you, it pops off around that's 125 decibels. So it's hearing safe, but you know it. A little bit of c- concussion and a flash. Hmm. So it adds a little bit of extra realism there. <laughs> and they haven't perfected that yet as far as how it interacts with some of the scenarios. But it'll, it'll catch your attention. That's and then there's, incredible. you know, the other modules in there, the Ipsic skill challenge, stuff like that. But it's all stuff that, well, as a matter of fact, in several cases, and, and even for y'all this somewhat, I've had cases where students would kind of stay after class and them and the instructor would be able to work on stuff on the simulator and get some extra time, extra training with that. Or, for example, if weather comes out, hey, you just shouldn't be training it. Now, is it ideal? No, because you can only run one or a couple at a time. Uh, if you're using the M range, you can run a qual with like up to four people. But, you know, it's still something. Because in those cases where, hey, yeah, we just can't be out here, you're still able to do something. Instead yeah. of, well, guess we're just hanging out yakking for a while. Yeah, or worse yet, just go home. Yeah, right. So, yeah, yeah I, I try to – that's some of the things I try to think about is what happens if, right? Or how can I make things more efficient so that you get more training time? You know, if it uh, – prime example for you. Uh, you've been down here. You've seen the uh, the line boxes, right? Yeah. So at a lot of places that you've been to, how many times are you searching for a stapler, searching for staples, searching for pasters, and how much time does that take? Oh, my God. There's so much wasted time. Right. So what could you be doing with that time? I could be loading mags. I could be getting my mind right. I can be... You know, like, you know, any number of things. Or getting more training. (laughs) Because, you know, you're not going through, especially if you get somebody that's really, really big on accountability and you're changing targets a lot, right? Uh, You know, how much time are you spending on those targets versus actually training? And that's what those line boxes are for. And you saw them in action here. Did that seem to make the flow better for everything? Absolutely. So just for the audience, right? The line boxes, what he's talking about is, you know, there's a there's a berm where the targets are situated. And to protect the bases of those targets, there's, you know, cable ties, uh, cable. I mean, I'm sorry, not cable. Railroad ties. ties. But, uh, 
Railroad ties, yeah. And so back behind the railroad ties, uh, over there by the base of each target, there's a milk crate that holds just about everything you're going to need for that target. A staple, staple mm-hmm. gun, you know, spray glue, uh, pasters, I, just yeah. everything. Well, yeah, I mean, so uh, what I do is I take, I'll have two line crates for two targets. And one of those will have stapler, extra staples, pasters, brass bucket, because that's important too. Um, and, you know, and usually it's black, white, or brown on the pasters, because that's the most common, right? And then the other one has a full set of pasters as well, and a can of spray glue and a brass bucket. So the idea is the most you have to do during a target refresh, uh, and I di- don't always know what targets they're going to have, right? But most you have to do is reach your target buddy and go, hey, I need to spray glue. Or one of you sprays both, and the other one puts them up, or what have you, right? And if you run out of staples, you're not going back somewhere searching for them. If you run out of spray glue, yes, we have to go back to the target shed because, yeah, I don't, I'm not putting extra spray glue cans out there because you'll end up with one that's got like that much that nobody yeah. will use and it's wasted. And those things yeah. are expensive. I mean, that's like 10, 12 bucks a can. Yeah, you're not kidding. So, so, but, but yeah, know. the, the point is that it's efficient for you and you have everything you need to be able to, to continue your training and get more time actually training or shooting. I mean, depends, right? So Bill is really, really good at, you know, also taking care of like the biological needs of students as well. Like not just refresh rooms or anything like that, but he provides water on the range. Like we always had a cooler down there. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a big, big canopy uh, that was down there with plenty of seating. And it was just a nice place that was close to the range where we could sit down and have lunch in the, in the shade. Um, actual no, shade. Yeah. No kidding. Like actual <laughs> shade, not just a single tree. It was just like, we felt refreshed. Um, and know, I've expanded was, that now. So phenomenal. Um, I, I put the new target shed in and I, so we've got about double, we'll have about double the next time you're here, uh, the amount of area that's under shade. Oh, that's excellent. And we already have plenty of parking for everybody. So mm-hmm. like there was parking up there by the, uh, uh, by the classroom. And then when we go to the range, there's parking right there by the range as well. So if you could picture it, yep. you got your 300, maybe 350 yard line. And mm-hmm. immediately behind that line is the classroom. And well, to the side of it, technically. Yeah. But yeah. it's, it's, Generally very close. Yes, so, absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, you could walk if you really wanted to. I wouldn't recommend <laughs> But uh I, I've had people do that. They just, they like to walk. So they'll, what they'll do is they'll drop their stuff down there. And then like, if we're going back and forth to the classroom, they'll just, they'll just walk. Man. So I think those targets have movers too, right? So we were talking about movers. Can you tell me a little bit I about do, the movers? Okay. So I do have a mover back there. Uh, I have set that up. So I think the last time you were here, I still had that set up on a specific uh, side-loaded app and whatnot. What I've changed that to, though, is we went to a web controller. So at this point, what you can do is you connect to the Wi-Fi if you're an instructor. And I have to turn everything on. This is how I keep people from messing around. (laughs) Uh, I turn everything on. The instructor connects to a specific IP address on that internal network. And it's a web, it's a web page that goes, Oh, okay. These are, this is the mover. Turn it on, turn it off. This is the turners. Hey, what time do you want to set on that? So you can actually set the time on the turners from right there instead of having to get a timer and a whistle or, or something and try to sync those up. You can actually set it for two and a half seconds, two seconds, whatever. So programmable turning targets. That's that's pretty legit. <laughs> uh, well, it it helps for a lot. It helps for a lot of stuff because it means that you don't have to worry about whether you made the time or not, or or whether somebody 
fudged it because they went over or whatever. I mean, it's that the time is the time when it starts turning, you've got that amount of time before it's turning back. And for a lot of stuff that's useful because here's the thing. A lot of times, what, what is our normal start signal? Uh, something beep, novel. Yeah. Beep. Right. Uh, but if you look at, if you look at the science of it, for example, you res your response time to being touched is about 0 0.1, uh, 0 0.12 seconds. Okay. To an audible stimulus, it's about 0.18. Uh, and then to a visual stimulus, it's 0.25. Right. So, I mean, all of those are, are this is like known, tested. <laughs> this is how the body responds, right? So it gives you a different start signal. The other thing is, one of the reasons that I got that shot box for the simulator is that you can actually use, it has a remote, so you can actually use that away from the simulator too. You, I can take that down there. I figured out a way to make it mobile because it does plug in. Uh, so I could have an instructor hit that remote as your start signal just mm. to kind of mix some things up where it's not beep, it's bang. And it's not bang that with a risk because somebody, you know, is putting a bullet out somewhere. But it's, you know, it's something that that's one of the reasons I've been working on making it mobile. So you can do that or use it in a scenario down there as some type of start or some type of other stimulus. This is the stuff that I think about way too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, but yeah, such a gracious host. Like they, I mean, I'm talking, they really rolled out the red carpet for us. Um, so what else am I forgetting about the range, about meat hall range? Uh, so the target shed you haven't seen yet. Uh, the new one anyway, but that is set up where we've got uh, steel and stands and stuff on one side of the target shed. So it's all actually undercover. Uh, we've got paper targets separated out and you saw a little bit of that when you were here, the, the paper target stands. I've expanded that a little bit or in process of doing that. And then I've also put two, uh, two uh, little box holder things like shelves so that on, for example, one side on the steel side, I have things like different types of paint. I've got some extra parts for uh, the steel to make sure, you know, your bolts and stuff. If you have to replace those on the other side is stuff like uh, pasters, like uh, target tape, like, you know, stuff like that. Extra, some extra, uh, I keep some extra ears down there as well in case something messes up. I have, I did have my armorer's kit while you were down here. I've actually expanded that a little bit. And I think you saw the, uh, the armorer's desk in the, in the room here. Yeah. But I also, uh, because I've seen this a couple of times now, I ordered a kit that has the different types of screws and whatnot for, that they use for holsters. So if someone does bust a whole, you know, a screw comes back and out or something, then we have that. And then, you know, I keep, you know, spare holsters here, uh, the GLSs yeah. for that stuff. Because in, and some of the reasons I spend money on stuff like that is you, you're over in, or uh, you're over in, not Georgia, is it? Yeah, Memphis, Are Tennessee. You? Okay, Tennessee. So you're over in Tennessee. What kind of you've got a travel cost to come out here for a class, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you get here and the first morning you're here, your holster goes down and oops, you forgot to bring an extra. Right? Is that going to affect your training experience that you paid to travel to and paid the cost of? Oh yeah. Right? So part of my intent is that I want you to get back to training. Now, it doesn't mean I can provide every single thing you would ever need, but I can provide, for example, if need be, the armorer's table here with basic tools and a vice 
so that, hey, maybe we can see if we can get you back up and going. If you're one of these folks that maybe you're new to training, you haven't figured out, hey, bring a spare gun or spare parts. You know, I mean, actually, you may need parts because I'm, I'm not keeping those in stock, right? But, <laughs> uh, but just it's the whole point is if it's a training facility, shouldn't some basic needs be met? You know, or, or to get you back to training. And like I said, I can't do everything, but you should do something. I mean, just even having water down there. And the, and actually one thing that we just touched on was the cookie bars. The cookie <laughs> bars. Oh, they were amazing. Those are a coconut chocolate chip bar. It's from a recipe that uh, the wife got from her mom, and we don't know where she got it. So it could have been from a Reader's Digest somewhere like back in the day. She's been eating these since she was a kid, right? Um, and we make sure that there is – if we have a good group here and they're eating a lot of them, then we'll make sure there's a new pan every day. If we've got a group that only maybe ate a quarter or a third, okay, well, you may get the same pan the second day, but you'll have something to snack on. Uh, something I've started looking into as well – is freeze-drying pickles. Okay. And I have a very specific reason for that. What's the two components of dehydration? Yeah, water and sodium. Correct. What's there a lot of in pickles? There's a lot of water and sodium in pickles. <laughs> well, there's a lot so of sodium. here's the thing. There is, and there's other minerals that, you know, that's why they say if you get cramps, drink pickle juice, right? That's what I because do. those minerals are in there. So uh, it's one of those things of I always provide water. And that's what you always hear in a class. Drink water, drink water, drink water. If you're not replacing the salt, is drinking water going to, I mean, it's going to help, right? But if you've lost that much salt, your body can't take the water in as well. So you can still end up getting dehydrated. So that's why I'm I'm looking at those as a uh, as a thing to have on hand, right? Now, from a business perspective, that's stupid <laughs> <laughs> because it's more cost and more hassle and whatnot. Um, but you know, I'm it's it's one of those things. I want people to be safe. I want them to leave here healthy, and I want them to go. Hey, I sure learned a lot from that play. Why did I learn more in that class than I did somewhere else? Hmm. Maybe it has to do with the facility around you. Right. And, uh, Absolutely. yeah, uh, Annette Evans and I did it some, a couple of companion articles on that type of thing on why you should look for better ranges and, and honestly be willing to pay for them. You know, nothing that you do on a range, honestly, is cheap and it's just getting more expensive all the time. But, uh, you know, that doesn't mean you should go and pay 100 bucks a day for a country club because, you know, this isn't a country club. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but the point is that it be a absolutely solid place to train. And the more people are coming to train here, the easier it is to get instructors to go, hey, I want to go there. Although I do have a pretty good slate. I have a few people that come here and like the place. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um and you treat people well too. Like we had a three day class and you know, you made it known, Hey, after Saturday, we're going to fix everybody dinner. And mm -hmm. on Sunday, uh, whatever's left of dinner is going to be lunch. And, yep. you know, just to help out like, Hey, you know, this stuff ain't free, uh, just 20 bucks a head or something like that. Something similar. But at the time it was I mean, 15, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that paid for a good dinner. Like I was, mm -hmm. I was stuffed and that well, that's the point. For lunch afterwards. Well, and that's the point is that, you know, yeah, it's, you know, like these days it's 20 bucks and we had to change some things up. I mean, we're doing burgers and smoked brats most of the time, but you're getting, uh, you're getting, you should, if you're leaving my table hungry, that's your fault. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And then I always, I always cook extra so that we can have at least some stuff 
for lunch the next day. You know, you're getting a couple of different kinds of cheeses. You're getting some pickles. You're getting some chips. I mean, it's and not just, oh, here's some lay, plain old lays. It's, you know, some bags of just different stuff. So you've got some options. But, you know, when it comes to the dinners, I mean, we don't do them every class, but where we can, you know, we do. And uh, in my opinion, it's a lot better experience for the student to be able to hang out with the instructor here rather than a restaurant by far. And I've had instructors and students say the same thing about that. You know, you're, you can move around, you can go talk to different people, you can network because we try to network during classes and, and don't get me wrong. I don't just, you know, for your class, I'd already got my master. So I wasn't shooting that one. Right. But I try to shoot every class I can that's here. And you know, so that's one of those things you, you try to do networking during the day, but Hey, you're busy jamming mags. You're busy, you know, Hey, we got to get back on the line or we're listening to the instructor or whatever. Well, that dinner gives you the opportunity to not only be able to spend more time with the instructor in a much better environment. I mean, a lot of times we end up on the simulator, right? Um, but you also get to do networking with the other people there. And these days, that's kind of a thing. You know, uh, you get to hang out, see, see what they're like, and, you know, be able to chat with people instead of just, oh, hey, what, what, what did the instructor say way down at the other end of the table? You know, <laughs> and, and it's a thing. You go to a restaurant, you are limited on what you can say because there's others around and you maybe not want to talk about some of the topics that you need to talk about in, you know, for reality's sake, when it comes to firearms and you may not be able to hear whatever they're saying on the other end, you can't go down there and, and stand around and, and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a better way to do it, but there's not a whole lot of places where you have the capability is a thing. I, I will, I will, you know, this is one place I'll brag. I think you have more capability here than you do 99% of other places. Yeah, I agree. I would agree. So, so it's pretty obvious that, you know, you have a fantastic facility. And look, uh, I'm not just here shilling for, you know, Mead Hall Range or anything like that. Look, I don't shill for anybody. I, 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 I like about the that about you. That I, <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Um, I, I I didn't get anything for free from Bill. Like I just I just enjoy you know propping up the causes that I believe in, and Mead Hall Range is one of those places that I believe in. Um, and I'm not Thank the you. only one either. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the folks that you know that you've had trained there? Like when I went there, I trained under Tom Gibbons, and you mm -hmm. got some pretty cool people coming down the pipe as well, right? Uh, yeah. So. Uh... Some folks I bring here regularly is Chuck Pressburg, uh, Steve Fisher, uh, Tom. I've got uh, Tim Heron uh, out here, Caleb Costi and uh, of Lone Star Medics, and Kerry Davis of Dark Angel Medical here. I push medical a lot um, simply because I think people underrate it quite a bit. But uh, John Farnham, I've got uh, Citizens Defense Research out here this year. I've got Dr. James Williams with his shooting for x-ray vision class, uh, instructor class out here this year. I've got uh, Haley Strategic out here this year. I've got, uh, honestly, I'll have to look. <laughs> but I try to, what, what I try to do is I find, try to find awesome instructors that have something to teach. And that's not always in the same sphere, Right. I, I look at it as different spheres. You've got tactical, you've got civilian defense, you've got competition, you've got law enforcement, you know, you've got these different spheres and there's some overlap, but a lot of times people think there's not. Um, a competition guy can teach you a whole lot about running a gun. And Tim Heron, for example, Tim Heron is a guy that is truly a good teacher he is also somebody that spends time. He keeps his classes small because he wants to spend time with individual students and he wants that individual time. 
And yeah, he's not, he's not law enforcement. He's not, you know, he hasn't been in the military. You know, he's not some, you know, whatever, right? Ooh, special ops. The special ops have something to teach you. But places like Delta will bring in competition guys to teach them how to run a gun. If those guys are teaching, bringing in guys like that, teach them how to run a gun, maybe you've got something you can learn from them too. Um, I'm also, I also try to spread out, you know, it's not just pistol. I try to make sure I have some rifle classes, some, uh, some, uh, shotgun classes. I have, uh, Craig. Oh, can't believe Craig Douglas is here in April for ECQC, right? I had Cecil scheduled for his, uh, uh, his grappling in a weapons-based environment, uh, this month. And you know, that, it, that didn't make, unfortunately last month, sorry. That didn't make, unfortunately, but that's the thing is that all of these things are a piece of the puzzle. Uh, John Murphy, have you ever trained under John? Oh, yeah. Yeah. His, his street encounter still, skills and tactics is coming here. I believe it's later in April. And that gives you a little piece of all the things you need instead of, oh, we're only going to focus on shooting. You know, he looks at a little bit of medical. He looks at a little bit of pepper spray. He looks at managing unknown contacts like, you know, uh, so that maybe you don't have to use any of those other things. And uh, phenomenal instructor. He Granted, he doesn't, you know, he's very direct. So some people are <laughs> well, find him he's interesting. He's a fellow Marine as well. So he is, yeah. absolutely. And so that plays into it, right? Uh, but if, if you are at a base level competent with a firearm, you should go see John for that class. Plain and simple. Uh, 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 FPF Training is his company name. Highly recommend that. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the deal. Now, actually, I'm not sure I have one here. You haven't got yours yet. Something I do that, you know, you go a lot of places and, oh, I'm going to get a sticker. I'm going to, you know, get a shirt. And, hey, yeah, please buy shirts and hats, you know. But okay. you saw one of these. Yes? Are those patches? The pa Yes. But you don't get your patch just for coming here once. I have to have you here on your second time here, you get your patch. That way, if you see someone that has one, you know that they're not just a tourist. And that doesn't, that patch doesn't cost you anything. And I don't sell them. I don't sell those patches at all unless, you know, I've got a previous student. Hey, I need an extra patch or something like that. Okay. But that is something that is because you are. I, you've someone that in, has invested in your training. You've come to at least two training classes. So you've invested in your training and you've done it at least part of that here at Meat Hall. I know it's a little thing, but you know, <laughs> hey, I try to are better than patches bought. Absolutely. And I try to focus on the little things here. I don't catch them all, but I try to catch quite a few of them. Uh, you know, the electricity in the floor of the classroom. Because a lot that of people are using, <laughs> a lot of people so, are using laptops or tablets or something to take notes, and I know that, you know. And so I put electrical outlets on the floor of the classroom. So when you're sitting there, you can charge your laptop or whatever if you're in a, uh, you know, a class that's got a big lecture component or something. Yeah, that was outstanding. Yeah. So. How did you come up with all these ideas? Like, how did you meet all these guys? How did you know that this is something that you want to do? Well, so oddly enough, when I first got this place, what I was looking for primarily was someplace where I had more space so I could put my bee trailers. And, um, and this place had a range on it. And I wanted somewhere I could shoot because, you know, unfortunately I'd been living in the city slash suburbs for, far too long and uh, came across this place. And it was like, Hmm, the, the bones of a berm were here. Right. I mean, the, the base berm was here. I've since refreshed, but that was here. Um, there was the tower out at 200 and it was like, and I also was actually trying to stand up a metery at the time. 
And when we got this, I was like, well, I've got to make a choice because I've already spent a good bit on this metery, but it's now two hours away from where my house is going to be. And, uh, and it was like, okay, if I'm going to put money into something, let's put something money into the thing that's going to bring me at least some type of return uh, sooner. Right. Because anything to deal with alcohol, if it takes any time to age at all, you're looking at, you're looking at having to spend all the money up front before you can even make anything. And then you, in my case, you know, I would want to age at least a year. That means I'd have to spend all that money before I could even make anything and then wait a year before I could sell anything. And I couldn't do both at the same time. So I made the decision to, to pivot and go with the range. Um, the first guy I had out here was Chuck Pressburg. You haven't, if you are a high intermediate to advanced shooter, you should train with Chuck. Period. He's hot, big on accountability, and those you must make this shots, right? And and how to do that, the mindset to do that. Uh, I had actually ended up getting hold of Chuck because of uh, something else I was looking at, and he was like, and this was my first, this was my first full year. I had the place technically wasn't fully ready yet. I mean, I had the bathrooms, but I, you know, and they were usable, but didn't have AC on them yet, et cetera. And, uh, he was like, well, I'm not doing anything in September. I'll tell you what, how about I'll come out and do a class. <laughs> and, uh, he came out and did his no fill pistol. And so we actually got started in the civilian training realm, as far as being out there in the industry, uh, about the same time. Now, mind you, Chuck, has a whole lot of time in the industry, but it was before he was doing open enrollment, right? Mm. Because of the job that he had. And uh, he came out and managed it, you know, managed to get through, get on the fly because some things weren't where I wanted them yet. And he called like Steve Fisher and called some other guys and went, Hey, this place is legit. You need to talk to this dude. And so, and I've had people go, how the crap did you get the schedules that you've had? And this was like a couple of years ago. Uh, and you've only been in business this long. This is like, you know, unheard of or something. And it's like, I got lucky. You know, I got lucky that Chuck happened to be available at the time and came out and liked the place and, you know, called some other folks and said, Hey, yeah, you need to talk to this dude. And from there, fortunately, the, some word has been spreading. Uh, here and there from both students and instructors that, Hey, yeah, this is, this place is legit. You know, this is somewhere you might want to check out. So I've been very fortunate in that regard. And so far those that have come here have wanted to come back. You know, sometimes it's a matter of, okay, how can I schedule this guy and this guy when they <laughs> both need the same thing? And there's only certain times that, you know, sometimes people, most of the time people prefer like, you know, April and May in the spring and then, you know, October, November in the fall. So technically you're kind of limited and you kind of end up with, okay, we've got four weeks of classes. Um, and that's not, I always keep uh, at least one week back in the regular months for a local guy named Will Andrews. And uh, he's, he's kind of known uh, around the, uh, Givens and Farnham Spears pretty well. He's a solid instructor, but he does local stuff and that's what he likes to do. Right. Uh, he's one of the few that is considered a Farnham staff instructor. And uh, the Farnham's absolutely love Will as they should. And here's the thing. And so this is kind of, I don't always agree with some of the techniques that Will uses. And he has reasons for those techniques. None of nothing unsafe, nothing like that. Right. Yeah. But yet I still bring Will out. Why would I do that? Because Will is still getting people out, getting them training and nothing in the stuff that he's doing. I may not personally think that, okay, this is the technique I would use. Do I have to? Because a lot of people think, if it's not a technique I would use, well, then why would I have them out here? 
not everything is right for everybody, you know? And if those people are actually getting out and training, that's better than them not doing so. Because some of those folks, they're out here to just be able to get to shoot a little bit. They aren't often, they aren't going to necessarily be attending a lot of the high end instructors and stuff like that. Well, they're still getting solid training and they're getting out and they're actually practicing. You know, okay, I'm good with that. Right? Yeah, I'm good with it too. <laughs> so, tell you what, Bill, this has been a whole lot of fun. Um, where can my listeners and my viewers find you? Uh, so, uh, there is meathallrange.com. And there is, I have a Facebook group, Mead Hall Range, or Facebook page, Mead Hall Range. If you are interested, and you can email me at info at meadhallrange.com. And I do have a newsletter that I send out uh, every month. I'll, only on the first, unless there's something that just, uh, hey, we just got a link for it and it's going to sell out quick, right? Um, and I'll send out a little bit of news about the range, either updates or whatever. I'll send out the schedule. And that's the only place that you can get the prelim schedule because I don't put it on my website or my Facebook page unless you can sign up for it right now. Um, I have this thing about, I should never be telling you that someone's coming. Ooh, look, get excited about this when you can't sign up for it. Uh, there are some exceptions like Craig Douglas. Craig Douglas does his stuff by, uh, you know, email, right? You, you register by email. So, okay, I'll, I'll let that one go. Um, and then if you remember like range master instructors group or something like that, I've taken to uh, putting the newsletter out there as well uh, in a PDF format. But yeah, and if you ever have a question about a, class, a particular class or a particular instructor that's coming here, absolutely shoot me an email, ask. And part of what I do is I am a very specific thing where if you call me and say, hey, uh, here's what my background is. Here's kind of where my training level is, my training experience. Uh, should I be taking this class? If based on that, I don't think you should take that class, I will tell you. I'm never going to. Now, I could, if you're telling me something off, right, I may tell you, yeah, you'll be fine and I'd be wrong, but it's never because I'm trying to get, just get your butt a seat. I want you to be taking the classes that are actually going to be valuable to you and you're actually going to get value from. I don't want you to leave a class that where you fully filled me in on your capabilities and you leave a class and go, well, Bill just tried to get my butt in the seat for that. I really wasn't ready for that. You know, so as much as I can, I will say, hey, yeah, maybe you should. I've told people before that asked about uh, Chuck you know, Chuck Pressburg, maybe you ought to wait on this. Go see this guy. The other thing I will tell you is if I tell you to go see someone based on that conversation, I'm telling you to go see them wherever they are. I would prefer you came here because that's what I do. But I'm giving you that recommendation to go see them, not you should come here and see them. I just prefer you came here to see them. Any other questions for me? Um, just one more. If, if instructors are listening to this and they want to book some time at your range, they want to, you know, they want to inquire about hosting, then mm -hmm. would, the, would that still be info at meathallrange.com? Yes. You can get a hold okay. of me through there. I actually have one guy I need to respond to at the moment. I will say that I'm very careful about who I have come here. Um, everything in this industry is based on word of mouth and your reputation. And, you know, there, there have been times where I've been like, eh, you know, I've heard some, because I'll reach out to people in the industry and ask, hey, what do you know about this guy? Right. And uh, based on that, I'll be like, yeah, I can't do it. You know, if it, there's a difference between different techniques and things like we see in some Internet videos. Yeah. <laughs> Like the guy who got his hat taken off because they were 
Yeah, you remember yeah. that? The dude yeah. behind him? Yeah. Uh, so. Just just because you're you were spec ops or supposed spec ops or whatever doesn't always mean that you're capable in that realm. And it doesn't always mean you're a good teacher. Yeah. But I have been known to go to a class just to see, you know, what or go to some type of convention like TACCON or something to see, okay, what is their teaching style? What is the stuff that they're teaching? You know, and I'm spending my money and my time to do that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things. And the other thing is, do I have the time and do I think I could get it to make here? Because at this point I'm not enough, I'm not a name in any way. Right. So I can't depend on, Ooh, it's at Mead hall yet <laughs> to be able to bring people in. But if I keep my reputation where, you know, even if you don't know an instructor that I've done my homework, and even if you don't know him, hey, if, Bill's ha if Bill has him there, he's he should be solid. So I, maybe I can take a chance on this, right? Trying to do some of the homework, you know, ahead of time. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's all I got. Bill, this was an absolute pleasure. I just want to say thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your oh, time because uh, <laughs> you viewers may not know this, but there were some hiccups getting started. But um, uh, Bill was incredibly patient with me, so I really do appreciate it, man. And oh, anytime, and Charlotte said hi. Okay, I will do that. <laughs> yeah. So for you, for you folks that are listening and viewing, um, I just want to let you know that I do appreciate the time that you're spending here with us. Um, you could have spent your time doing anything with anyone, anywhere, and you're spending it with us here. And I just want to let you know how much I appreciate it. Thanks a bunch for watching and listening. Welcome to Memphis.